Hello, hello, all. Welcome back to our popcorn podcast. That's POC Corn, meaning people of color, where we discuss films made by, starring, um, written by, created by, you guessed it, people of color. So welcome back. We are a part of the We Need to Talk Club channel. And we are your hostesses. I am Tamaya, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hello, this is Esther. It feels so long since we've sit together yeah. <laughs> and talked something fun. Of course. And it's time. It's time all. We are back. And we want to discuss the buzz, the movie that has been going all over the place, winning things here and there, or being nominated for the big name awards. And that film is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. 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 <laughs> so. I always trip up right when the title comes. So guys, if you listen, you usually know, but hey, I did it and we're here. Let's do this thing. So first and foremost, let me drop the quick synopsis. Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's about a middle-aged Chinese immigrant who is swept up in an insane adventure in which she alone can save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives she could have led. This film was... Oh, so many words. <laughs> it was incredible. It was very unique, very quirky, very action-packed, very emotional. Well, before we sorry. provide our, you know, <laughs> about the movie, Touché, why sorry did you that. choose it? <laughs> okay. no, for those who, you know, didn't uh, get to watch it or know more about it, um, Okay. Yes, please. Please, Esther. So, why is it one of our contenders, specifically for the Popcorn Podcast, is that it is uh, written and directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider. I'm, I apologize, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, collectively known as the Daniels. Um, but, like, you know, my colleague, my, not my colleague, my co-host, uh, beautifully said it is centered the plot around the Chinese American immigrant right so who is played beautifully amazingly just all the great uh, <laughs> um, you know adjectives by Michelle Yeoh mm -hmm. um, as well as we 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 practice people <laughs> kiwi yeah Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi Kwan and Stephanie Shu. And Stephanie Shu. Um, those are the uh three main characters, and then we also have um, in terms of supporting, supporting Jamie Lee Curtis um, mm -hmm. as one of the mostly more mainly known actors. But again, yeah. there's Jen Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr. Mm -hmm. um, as James well Hong. As, yes, James Hong there. So very, uh, I will say, um, uh, East Asian heavy representation, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if you've seen the movie, you know how it really is a story that defines, that, not defined, but actually goes out like it's 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 a comedy but not really it's action it's it's drama 
it's right. it's sci-fi it's it's, it's yes it's, yes it's, it's a it's an emotional journey so it's it's all of these things it's martial arts it, it had all of these elements about it that just defies um boxing and one genre or the other and that again what makes it I think very um compelling mm. as a you know film as a vehicle motion you know picture vehicle um and the other thing that we wanted to bring about is that um it obviously has won a number of awards and still waiting to get even more come usually next month um march 2023 but so far one of the main things that i wanted Listen, to friend. shout out is that it uh won the top 10 films of the year by the American Film Institute Awards. And that award is um, given for films or TV shows that this particular body, the American Film Institute, deems culturally significant for that year. So that's a very big award, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, and mine as well. Beyond that, you know, we also want to call out just non-American, non-US centric awards. So for the Vancouver Film Critics Circle out of Canada, it won Best Film, Best Director and Best Actress. And for the British um, Academy Film Awards, the, the BAFTA, it won Best Editing. Um, for the Golden Globes, so that's more US centric, but as my co-host um, you know, schooled me on this, the Golden Globes is sort of the precursor to the bigger uh event, the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. So getting something there just really propels you to that next level. So for the right. Golden Globes, it won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical as well as best supporting actor in a motion picture. So we have our two main uh, actors slash characters and Michelle Wu and, and uh, Kei Hui Kwan, right? Kei Kwan. Yes, okay. Kwan, um, who are just like, you know, and, and the other thing kind of unparalleled to this, right? So many times um, when you do have actors of, their age mm -hmm. or quote-unquote finally getting seen by the more um european u.s centric um film moving audience mm -hmm. what that usually means is that these people have been you know have been known in their community for decades and decades and decades and are just you know like this is not new to them usually. <laughs> and that's definitely the case for again Michelle Wu and Kui Kwan. Yes. They have been acting in all the things, or at least either acting or you know, producing, editing, whatever mm -hmm. in that, you know, um arena for years and years and years, uh, without the recognition recognition that these kinds of awards yeah yes. um give you and usually these awards also help propel your career forward to the next thing and the next thing and without them many times you are not um recognized or and, considered for um and films that that sorry that sorry go ahead 
don't know. Please finish. Oh no, like recognized for like films that um outside of the range or the box they've already put you in without these kinds of awards backing your name or saying you have that ability or you will bring people to the box office, which is really also what these awards are um, based off of. When you get someone who's highly decorated, then you have a guaranteed, and in the industry world, whether it's true or not, um, you have guaranteed people coming to see said films. So that means people are looking to hire you for their film because they want that name on their posters for you to, to help lead the the way in box office numbers, et cetera. Now with Kihui Kwan, he actually, his biggest stuff was the child actor. He didn't really get any other really notable roles. He got roles, but nothing quite as notable. His words, not necessarily mine. Um, so like outside of Indiana Jones when he was a kid, which was like his biggest film as a child actor. And then there's The Goonies, which was like also a very well-known film for a lot of kids from my parents to me. Um, those were his biggest names. And he admitted actually in his speech that, you know, he had that fear that a lot of child actors have. Like, have I done the greatest thing I'm ever going to do already? Um, which is what causes a lot of trauma for a lot of childhood actors. And so he was so grateful and thankful to get this role that showed so many parts of him and and showed so many facets of what he can do all in one film. That's that's also, I know we're going to get into that, but yes, very happy for him. <laughs> very, very happy for him. Michelle Yeoh, on the other hand, has been um, physically and visually in many films, big names to small names. She's been in it all. She constantly got work, but did not get recognition. Mm -hmm. So big deal. Big deal there. Now carry on. That's the I get into what we're supposed to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, that, thank you for you. You always say things so uh, eloquently that I can. And yes, so that is again why every time you know we go and we come here together and we discuss a film, um, it's sort of sad that we mm -hmm. have to you know keep bringing up those very similar facts or mm. you know <laughs> adding yeah. those from the creators involved in those films yeah. but on 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 the other hand I'm glad because we in a very small small part get to mm. you know move the needle forward I would like to think right so yes um like I said like Michelle Wo has been like if you talk to you know a Chinese person, they know Michelle Wu. You know, like she, mm -hmm. she is, she's, you know, she's a obviously she's a stop. Like she is a bona fide like uh, icon. Yes. Like we are just now, you know, within the bigger, quote unquote, white, really, um, uh, moving going industry, yes. finally getting to acknowledge that. Yes, yeah. she is to she is literally in the film world up there with as a woman as a woman though up there with like Jackie Chan and, and like uh Jet Li, yeah, who yeah. I believe is Japanese, but still like um when you think of very like notable East Asian actors' names, especially if, if they also um double as martial artists and masters in that realm, 
you have the Jackie Chans, the Jet Lees of the world, and their names were thrown out there much more and more often than the Michelle Yeoh, even though she was there the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yes, carry on. Yep. No, that is all. So that was part of our little culture corner that we usually do. That was mm -hmm. it. I love culture it's corner. Go, it's a good time. Uh, <laughs> right into it. Um, question number one. Yes. What were you expecting and what have you heard? Okay. So I first saw this. Okay. This is my cousin. Yes. Okay. Me and my cousin were actually looking for a film. We were just having, I guess, bonding time together or we needed to use up some time together. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, I think I had helped her with a personal issue and we had to wait for her car to get fixed. And so I wanted to see, like, I was like, well, let's go see a movie or do something, you know, not to just sit around in the car, but like walk around, stretch our legs or go see something and entertain. And I had heard about everything everywhere all at once from the interviews, mostly though from Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Um, yeah. So, which I, I can put out there. Um, it's both. It can be considered both problematic and both um, beneficial for a non-person of color to use their voice and their platform to, even though she's in the film, but still like her choosing the film, her going through with the film and her only saying the names of the people of color and only um, bringing attention. Cause like through Instagram, I don't know if I followed all the other actors and actresses, but I did follow Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and so I see all of these things and the big name of Jamie Lee Curtis, especially after the Halloween um, news, Halloween movie just dropped. Everybody, you know, she has a very large following. And so I heard more of her interviews and her name pop up and this film that she was in propelling and constantly talking about Michelle Yeoh yes. and Keith yeah. Kwan. Mm -hmm. And that is what had me like, interesting. What is this about? You know, so it's 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 unfortunate in that sometimes it takes that for us to get the kind of notification or the um, the media advertisement of these films that get lost in the sauce as some of the films we've discussed actually are films that could, are doing great when, when they hit um, app platforms, like for example, Strange World, when it hits the Disney app platform, the numbers skyrocket and everyone loves it. But in the box office, it didn't do so great, but they barely put any money backing to the promotion of the film. So, eh, but anyway, back to this. Um, so it is unfortunate that sometimes that's what you need, but it's also beneficial that you have those kind of allies to make sure they don't allow this to be swept out of rug or just another Asian film or just another film that was out there that no one really got to know was coming before it came. So because of her voice, I actually got introduced to it. And then my mother is the type who watches all of the morning shows from The View to Tamron Hall, all the things, and, and Kelly and all them. And she saw interviews constantly with these people as well. And so I'm like, interesting, what's this thing about? And everybody's talking about, oh, it's a relationship, mother-daughter thing, relationship. And because it's so unique, everyone's basically only picking a piece of it to talk about and brag about, but nobody wants to mess with the plot. So I walked into this like, I don't know what this is going to be, but I feel like it's good. <laughs> so I brought my cousin along and we watched this incredibly 
beauty, insanity, wildness. It was, huh, it was, it was, okay, what I was expecting, I was expecting a mother-daughter film. I was expecting action, because that's what you saw in the preview. What I got was that and beyond. And hilarity, hilarity. I did not expect the hilarity, even though it's a comedy film as well. I feel like it's a comedy drama and action. So all the things, it really is everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> and I did, that's what I expected and I got so much more. And that's what I heard. What about you, friend? So, you know, my story is that- <laughs> <laughs> You know my story. <laughs> I believe you might've been the one to you know, kind of tell me like you know like you do sort of like hey like you know this movie is amazing it's you know great go watch it go watch it you know me I'm like uh you know I don't have all the streaming services so we'll see about that um, <laughs> but the one thing as you were talking like one thing that I for sure heard about before even understanding um or like even knowing like what the movie was about is the right. fact that like there were a number of articles written uh, about Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Around the fact that she, um, that was the most comfortable she felt in a movie. And the fact that, like, you know, she got to like, particularly just be herself and kind of like uh, have her little like, you know, stomach pouch, which she doesn't really have a stomach, you know? But, yes. Like, all that I really heard about the movie or at least the making of the movie was about, um, just Jamie Lee Curtis herself, you know? Right, right. Um, so that was that. And then when I... When I... Um, what's that word? So for me, like, and, and when I read briefly about what the movie was about, and at least like when I saw the pre the trailer, it, 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 it came out to me as a... Uh, Oh, martial art, like super, that's the other thing. Like they really uh, marketed as like a superhero movie. And to me, I, I'm not a big superhero going moviegoer. So that in a way didn't really speak to me. But as most of my movie going um, goes is that I was on a flight and it was available. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I mean, I heard great things. I know about, you know, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. So, which, you know, kind of speaks about, you know, just how, you know, uninformed I was about, you know, the greatness of Michelle Wool, who I did see, I think, in like the memoirs of a geisha. Was she in that one? Or was that somebody else? She was indeed in that incredible, incredible film. Sorry, it's one of my favorite films, um, yes. So I kind of seen her here and there, but again, she's not somebody who I followed or knew much about. Um, and then also, you know, as I started watching it, I'm like, this man looks so familiar. Where have I seen him before? <laughs> and like the whole time, honestly, I will admit, because this is a safe place, that I did not realize that <laughs> Kui Kong, 
Kui Kwan is, you know, the child actor from the Indiana Jones movie until maybe a month and a half ago when I was watching like uh, the many, like they, he did like a round table actor talk with a number of other actors. Oh! Um, and that's when I heard him speak about his, you know, um, sort of uh, fear about being a child actor and how after making some movies in his youth, he kind of went behind behind the camera and he didn't yeah. think he was like ever get to be in front of it. So as I was like listening to him, right? Because at that point, mm -hmm. like, I'm just enamored with everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Like, oh, that's where I know you from. <laughs> Because he looks so much the same. Like yes. his face is literally still the same. <laughs> so that is all the things that I heard are, again, I wasn't really expecting much. Right. Um, And that I was in a little seat by myself, just being like awed in all the great things as I was flying. I think to... Baltimore. So yes, mm. it was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. And the next question is, how, what did the inciting incident incite in you? Our favorite question for the wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the inciting incident. Woo! I would say, and let me know if you agree, the inciting incident would be when they go to the tax audit location to meet up with Jamie Lee Curtis, um, the tax auditor, I believe. Yes. And she is encountered by a different husband. Let me call out their actor names actually now that we're talking about the end of the film. So Evelyn Wang was her name in the film and his was Wayman Wang. So when Evelyn and Wayman are in the actual elevator on their way to see this tax auditor and Wayman immediately turns from the husband she's always known and technically is bored with at this point into this kind of high strung, hey, we're in danger. We got to get out of here. Like typical, like, you know, action packed movie, trying to tell her all these things about basically the multiverse and she's in danger and all this stuff. And then stuff starts kicking off. She ends up getting split between two worlds in which she sees both the auditor talking to her and she's with her husband and her father and it's the typical world she's used to and the world of apparently she's a different individual talking to a different version of her husband that's action-packed and dangerous and, you know, you have to do this and all this to save the world and all, all the things. And she's like, what, what? And everything kicks off from there to where a fight scene kicks off. Jamie Lee Curtis ends up her other side. And she, she's encountered by that other version of Jamie Lee, which is a, a killer and a fighter and a villain, if you will. And we're just thrust into this multiverse world within this tax office of all these different versions of these individuals' lives clashing into this one space but it seems like it's only happening in Evelyn's head for the most part. So I would think that's the inciting incident. And what it incited with me was, oh shit, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I felt as thrown around and as, as confused as she did, which was the point, but it also made me like, 
girl, whatever you have to do and whatever you got to do, do it. Get out, get out, save yourself. What is happening? But also embarrassed because I know that she's in this space where everybody's normal and talking and taxing and she's looking crazy, screaming and stuff in front of this tax auditor, messing up her current life because her alternate life is intertwining. So in one instance, I'm like, do something, save yourself. The other instance, I'm like, shut up, shut up, act like normal, act normal. So that was what I feel like it incited in me that this is about to be a wild ride and that I better not turn away or I will probably miss something very intentional that can help make this all make sense to me. What about you? Well, for me, I'm going to take it a little bit back, right? Yes, again, I came into the movie being like, oh, this is a superhero-ish, like, mm. um, action pack sort of movie, right? Mm -hmm. And the first, I'll say, like, it's a good 10 or so minutes, right? Um, you are basically plopped down into um, Evelyn's and Waylon's world. Yeah. Right? And it's, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, what is going on here? And we get introduced to their daughter, Joy. Yeah. And so like all the things, right? Like you have their daughter and then you learn that like, um, there's a party that they're gonna do with dim sum mm -hmm. that Evelyn is like, you know, preparing. And then you also learned like, you know, her dad is also here and that she's trying to um, hold off from telling her dad that her daughter, Joy, is a lesbian. Mm. Um, so I'm like, this is interesting. Like, Waylon is acting a little bit weird. And yeah, he's, like, he's very quirky. Before. He's very quirky. Oh. Also, big, big disclaimer. This is spoilers. Oh, spoilers. so sorry. Always, always, y'all. Yes. <laughs> always spoilers, but we always forget to say it because we want you to know. It's spoiler yeah. alert. We are a film podcast and we're going to talk about the film. Carry on. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, okay, this is, I mean, I love um, family dynamics around immigration and all of that. So, in a way, like that, um, definitely drew me in but I was like okay like all right that's good I'm I'm off for the ride here about the right. family you know study like thrown into a decent drama typical drama yeah. film yes. and we're about to learn this family dynamics right yes and then when that thing happened between Evelyn and that whatever um you know part of Waylon in whatever universe I was like oh my god as you know women of a certain age this is exactly what i would like this feels so um accurate to me because i'm like i'll be like what the heck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> what is going on get your life we together husband and and in, in a way i also very much um act in a way, very similar to... Oh, no! Because I was like, we have something to do right now. Like, why are you, why are you, like, distracting me with this? Like, this is more important. Like, our life is in the balance. <laughs> like, I will not be... I'm like, I will totally, like, pass me by. <laughs> yes. Because I'm so singularly focused on, like, basically saving 
my family or like my business. I'm like, I don't have time for anything else right now. Right. To handle. Right. <laughs> like this is so I'm, I'm felt, yes. That was like my first like laugh of many. <laughs> you know, and, and so I was like, you know what, this is interesting, right? Because I'm like, I'm going from very much like again, like an immigrant immigrant family sort of the pool of the old and the pool of the new world. Mm. Sort of thing. I definitely resonated with me. Then just, you can already tell, like, you know, there's a bit of huge unresolved conflict between like, you know, Evelyn yes. and her dad, for sure. Yes. And there was uh, disconnect between Evelyn and Waymond. And Waymond. And then obviously just the, you know. Right, because the divorce papers. Um, yeah the angst between Evelyn and Joy. So you already have all of this amazing film, right? Yes, 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 <laughs> by itself. Without it going anywhere else, but where the path yes. is just presented to us. And then we go into the tax stuff, right? <laughs> and that's, again, for me, I'm like, I also tease out like the family thing, you know, okay. of like Evelyn, dad and daughter from like, where, you know, Way is it Wayman? Yeah, it is Wayman. Yeah, it's Wayman, yeah. And kind of like I think that's a whole different thing of like Evelyn and Wayman. That's their they're their own story. Yes. Right. So you can tell that like, you know, he loves her, but he's being suffocated in a way. You know, so, so like again, not to go too deep into like all the nuances of that, but you know, that's its own movie. It really is. Movie, at least like a, a wonderful study about relationship because yes. a lot of times like when you've lived together for that long it is usually what happens right mm -hmm. it's not like a, a big fun for it's the distance and the being roommates and just doing things the same and the same right so yeah I definitely resonated with that mm -hmm. um, then you get into just the IRS tax stuff, right? And him just acting weird. And you're like, okay, is this... And at one point, I'm like, is this real? Right. Right? Or is it just like... It's happening in her like, head. Yeah. Or even just like, is is, is Waylon, Raymond having some sort of like... Middle, middle age crisis or like no, breakdown? breakdown? Like, is, is this like a mental health sort of thing? Mm. Right? Because you can see, again, like, because it's so beautifully acted that like from his face expression, it's like, it's somebody who's carrying so much inside, you know, that I'm like, yeah. is, is he, is he just breaking now in front of us? And he's like, kind of going into his own world. Ah, self-protection, self-preservation. Like, yeah. Yeah. So basically to say like, I did not know at all where we were going to go mm. at all in this mm. movie. Right. And right. You had no idea of the direction. <laughs> But you were also ready for the ride. Yes, for sure. Because it there, there was some funny moment. Yes, all throughout yes. it, like there's like there's this undercurrent of like comedy. Yes, that, as we talked about in our last one. It's like it's really hard to do comedy, especially when you are also speaking about things that are very heavy. Uh, heavy. But they, the, the screenwriters, the writers, the screen, you know, like they did an amazing job of balancing all of that. They did. You know, because from the costumes and yes. the lighting and just the delivery of things, you're like, this is really funny. But at the same time, like I am being 
thrown into this world where like it's funny but also like I'm kind of scared also I'm kind of confused also like what is happening yes (laughs) and also I'm I'm emotional and also heavy topics you're dealing with heavy topics of family dynamics with both uh, father daughter mother daughter and you know um, uh, wife husband relationships none of which are going smoothly you have the the culturally accurate uh, being culturally accurate to um, the immigrant experience and all that entails there of trying to be a business owner or trying to make it within this world and and battling traditions versus the new age of our children and what they're pulling us into um you know and then you got crazy multiverse you know action-packed things being thrown in here and there's comedy throughout it all and it's like this was literally almost every genre everywhere all at once and it was so incredibly deep and well done and for me to be out loud laughing jumping and crying in one film I just like I just walked away it was we're getting there okay next question oh well actually we can dig into the little side question we like to pop out every once in a while in regards to the inciting incident the protagonist versus antagonist do you want to oh yes okay um so who is the protagonist obviously it's evelyn right as she goes through this uh multiverse journey but the antagonist in a way so throughout the movie (laughs) you know you have we kind of known that like the quote unquote literal antagonist is oh my god i'm forgetting the name of the character what did what did they name the character oh the uh, as the the evil name that they gave yeah. the character not the actual name i forgot yeah. as well but we could just talk about the actual name um and i think it's important give me one second man that that okay <laughs> <laughs> no do what you got to do um um, oh, Jobu Tupaki. Jobu Tupaki. What is jo- Is it Jobu Tupaki? Jobu Tupaki. Let's see. Let's see. Yes. Yeah, Jobu Tupaki. Yes. Um. Yes. So we know, yes. like we've <clears throat> sort of know, like been hearing about, you know, this character, big bad villain in this movie, big bad villain who's like you know, meant like just very much intent on destroying the you know whole yes. universe and causing all this chaos that is that we are now chaos. seeing through Evelyn's eyes. So you know as we go go through the movie, you know, uh Jobu Tupaki is you know played by Joy <laughs> who you know um who's their daughter. Um and you kind of like for the most part like oh yeah like that definitely evil right we don't want you know anything to happen to our beloved Evelyn all of that but then also there's this point in the movie uh where Gong Gong which is you know played by James Hong again amazing you know actor <laughs> James Hong, and he's pushing for Evelyn to kill Jobu Tupaki and she's having this crisis because it's like 
yes, it's Jobu Tupaki, but it's it's my daughter. You yes. know? <laughs> yes. And at that point, when they're whatever room and Gong Gong is just like, you need to, like just really pushing her, like, and you can sort of see a a, a tease of their relationship where he's just like, I know better than you. Mm. You better follow my lead and do what I say. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, sir, you are the villain. <laughs> You're definitely the villain here. Um, and then I think who else did I sort of feel as the villain? I have um, one. Um, yeah, go ahead. I feel like did I miss Evelyn? Anybody? Oh yes. <laughs> that was such an awesome dynamic like you walk into this and obviously we're following Evelyn's line of sight in her life for everything through her eyes and so we're with her through this process we're getting thrown into chaos with her Wayman is saying you know you are the savior we're gonna find a way you gotta beat this out Jobu Tupaki her father in a different multiverse is saying you gotta beat Jobu Tupaki Jobu Tupaki is the big bad villain of the multiverse then we find out it's joy but as the film goes on, as everybody wants to kill Joy, <laughs> kill Joy, yeah. um, we find out, <laughs> we find out that Joy's breaking to this point of being the chaos maker of the multiverse was all stemmed from her mother and a different part of the multiverse of not accepting or pushing her past what she wanted to be or who she felt she was, and it cracked her in one multiverse to the point where she became control <clears throat> of the multiverse and became the big bad villain everyone's scared of now. It also cracked her her emotions, her feelings, her her feeling of being loved and being having purpose um, to the point where she was going throughout the world just like nothing matters then. And so everything should die and I don't care because the care has been driven out of me by the very person who should have instilled it in me, my mother. And then you would think, oh, well, the villain is that multiverse Evelyn, not this multiverse Evelyn. But then they come into these interactions throughout the film, Jobu Tupaki slash Joy, with the Evelyn we've come to know. And this Evelyn is still freaking um, insulting and criticizing <laughs> even the big bad villain version of her yeah. daughter. Um, you know, still unaccepting of her lifestyle still blaming any and everyone but Evelyn for the choices and, and the position that her daughter is in. Literally looking for, <clears throat> I knew I got to blame him, that your girlfriend, you know, she made you this way or this, that, and the third, they made you this way. <clears throat> Refusing to take on any responsibility for the part she played as this individual's mother and how much she allowed her own depression and purposelessness and finding of oneself seep into her daughter. She allowed her own lostness to seep into her daughter to the point, and almost in every multiverse in which the two exist, it seems, to the point that her daughter took the nothingness to another level and was like, I'm taking it all, screw it. We're all going, nothing matters. Let's all just, Jump off, or jump off this clip, or rather through this this black hole together, and it stemmed from Evelyn. So it was like, dang, that's deep. And also mother daughter relationships. And now I'm emotional. And now I'm like, 
She doesn't see her. Why doesn't she see her? And oh, oh. So yeah, it was funny. It was interesting from the, I went from the protagonist antagonist to you are the antagonist. The one I thought was the protagonist. And I quite enjoy when, when films flip the script like that for me. It's a great yeah. ride. Oh, but that was a very great breakdown of it. Definitely uh, agree mm. for mm. sure. And yeah, that's, and I think for me, again, one of the aspects of the film that I just love so much is that it is really as parents, mm. we, you know, that's the thing, like we, we, we do things, right? Um, right. Believing that we have the best intention. Right. Um, gone, gone to Evelyn, yeah. It's a very hard um, sort of introspection to realize, hey, whatever I intended to happen, um, if it didn't serve my children, then it wasn't good. Mm. You know, and that's hard. Mm -hmm. That's really hard. Mm -hmm. so it's just, and not just like with children, just with anybody as people like we are like hey I have the best intention I'm doing my best and I'm look at how hard I'm working and all of that and to then be said hey like you actually are a bad person mm. <laughs> like of you know we we are going to like have our defense up yeah um and the other aspect of it too in relation to like being a parent is that again a lot of time right we say to ourselves hey like I know I know this kid well right I know this kid better than they know themselves mm -hmm. and as they grow up like you know sure like when they're little for sure because right they're, they're still developing their sense of self but you know kind of around the adolescence age I've seen this so many times with my own, you know, parents and family um, where I'm like, you really don't know me. Like, you know, right. again, it's like, like <laughs> right, right. And, and, and it's hard to tell them like, yes, I, I did these things for sure. You remember mm -hmm. correctly. And yes, I, I did choose this and that. Yeah. Yes. But that's just one little aspect yeah one tiny little aspect of like everything that I am and it's is this I think reconnecting that happens when you are at a certain age with your own parents mm. and your own family where you hopefully get the chance to be as authentic with them as mm. you as you wish to yeah yeah so. girl that's um, bless you. That was beautiful. <laughs> so moving on to our next uh, question. Did the climax deliver? Hells yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more, fam. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Hells yeah. This climax brought me to tears. It was a point in the film where everything was coming to a head. A whole bunch of different versions of the multiverse, Evelyn and Waymond 
um, was brought to the forefront. And it was so many different levels to the climax too. Cause it was like a couple times in which it was like, this is it. No, this yeah. is uh -huh. it. Yeah. And like, ultimately um, she gets in contact with joy the the multiverse Evelyn that we know and the Joe Butupaki slash Joy that has been running all this ish she's been looking for her mother the whole time oh wait girl emotions just flooded I was just woo okay we're good she's been going through the multiverse looking for the correct Evelyn the mother that she feels like has the abilities that she has. And she has been searching for her to show her the nothingness she has created out of this. And it sounds funny, but watch the film, Everything Bagel. And so she wants to show her what she's what she's um, figured out, Joy's figured out about the nothingness, how nothing matters, all this jazz. And she's looking for her mother to show her and share that with her. So even through the whole thing of nothing matters, a whole thing of what purpose, the whole thing of no one's accepting of anyone and nothing is good in this world. She's still emotionless, so so to speak, is searching for her mom to share the nothingness with her. Like she could have just messed up the multiverse and just shut it all down, but she wants her mom to come with her. I think there's a, a interesting aspect in that. Mm. And, and as she shows her this and her mom almost gives into it, she pulls out like, no, there is something. There is something. Her mom is like, the something is you and me. Like, Wayman's great, but the something is you and me. My daughter, the one I love and I know, I know I don't get you and you don't get me, but I love you and I want, I don't care anyway. I still want to jump with you. I, I want to be in this with you regardless, but I want to be in the something with you, not the nothing with you. And it was so powerful and so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then on another aspect of it, you see all these different versions of Evelyn, which I feel like in anybody's life, oh. whether younger, older, especially if we're in this midlife crisis or in this point where I know I'm at now, finding myself, we come to these, these kind of deep transcendent thoughts of who could I have been, at least in some point in the life. Everybody, I feel like, goes through this. Who could I have been in another life if I didn't make that decision, if I didn't marry this person, if I didn't do that, if my parents didn't have me? You know, all those kinds of thoughts. And it was interesting because I feel like everyone goes through that. And Evelyn is currently going through a midlife crisis. And apparently she's had all these moments of finding herself in these different lanes she's tried to go. She tried to be a singer, tried to be a movie star, all these different things. But in the multiverse, all these different parts of her life that she felt were her exist and they all exist simultaneously. And so she's not, oh, it's not only in her mind, it's happening. And so she gets to kind of live in this world of this is how it would be if I was a movie star and never married my husband and it would be great. And I'm going to tell my husband, I, I, I was so great without you and all this other stuff, like actively sabotaging or, or her own current actual situation in life because she's so um, involved in that multiverse version because it mm. seems better. Grass is always green on the other side type deal. And that was fascinating to see. Like, would it be better? Maybe she should stay in this world. Could she Could she just take over at this point? Um, so yeah, it was it was incredible. And, and so we got to see her relationship with her daughter on one end 
in her relationship with her husband on the other as she meets this man in almost all of these scenarios, especially the best version of her life. And they reconnect and she finds she still loves him, even in that multiverse. And he still loves her. And all he wanted in the best version of the life she thinks she could have, he's like, I would have loved to just run a laundromat with you and do taxes with you in the quote unquote worst version of her life. And it was such a freaking full circle. Yes, the climax delivered. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I, I, and like you said, like there are so many points in the movie. Where I was like, oh, like this is our conclusion. This is our ending, yes. you know? Yes. yes. And for me, the biggest one was when they finally are back at the laundromat, kind of having the party in a way, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the Jimmy Lee Curtis character come in to be mm -hmm. like, you know, you failed, all of those things. And there's this point, right? And it's like, I was it before or after she almost uh, was willing to... Go into the nothingness? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was like, it was like, that's what the point where she was just like, you know what? Yeah. Screw it all. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and at that point, I was like, in a way, I was like, oh, yes. I'm, yes. I'm for it. Like, that's like, yeah, screw it all. Screw it all. You, Break it all. Make you want to, uh, at least like, rooting for that possibility of like, yes, you know what? Like, maybe just being in the naughtiness with you know Jobu Tupaki slash Joy is the correct thing path, yeah it's the correct path but and when you know she uh not rebel but choose not to or have that, like moment of pause it in that and I think for me personally that's when the movie really reached like mm. just another level yes because, as i said right like her choosing that path felt correct yes from all we've seen right and at least like, yes. it felt like we were with her like be, f it all f it all a, this will be a good enough or not not even a good enough, like this will be a great uh a good decision um but then when she decided that to right in that moment like it made me question so much about myself <laughs> because I'm like wait like you know it's it, it speak friend of, like speak friend <laughs> it, it just really was like am I you know it really just like I said like made me question just what are my values what am I willing to fight for what am I willing to accept because in a way, I'm like, I will do, and it reminded me so much of this great um, sort of phrase that I've been seeing pop up on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And it says something along the lines of, yes, we all are willing to die for our kids, but how many of us are willing to live for them? Mm. And that, like... <laughs> Don't you get me... 
And you know, I'm making an ugly is, face for all you listeners. I'm making the ugly <laughs> face right now, trying not to get back into my feelings because the, that the moment, crying, I think ooh. that decision really posed up that question, right? Because yes, I would be willing. I am definitely yes. willing to die for my kids, right? Yes. I, will, I will join you in the nothingness. I will like, I will do anything in terms of sacrificing myself to make you feel better. Yes. But at that particular moment, right, that other that other part of the phrase comes up. It's like, yes, I'm willing to like wreck my body and wreck myself in the universe for you. But like, am I actually willing to build things up? Yes. Because that requires so much more. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Because e as much as it drastic as it sounds, drastic enough that people let it in there willing to die for you. Okay. Well, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Fine. It's easier to an extent to just yeah. let go, not care, and go into the nothingness. It's it is easier. The harder part is the building, is the living, is the choosing to keep going with these fights and arguments and miscommunications and misunderstandings and 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 going and working on yourself and making yourself better and making yourself more worthy of your children and all those things. That's harder. Yeah. That's harder. And because that I mean comes with so much. Yes. When you when you decide to do that. And I think as I said, that particular point for me was a revelation honestly a revelation because as I said I kind of like the first instinct to be like yes I am going to like do nothing with you right and that's what you want I'm gonna do yeah. nothing with you yes that's what you want that's what this is the one you want to choose that is, that is the thing right we're gonna be happy we're gonna be great and then you kind of like sit there right and you're a rock in the canyon and you're like okay so is 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 this really going to repair our relationship no it's not really because we're still sort of going to be in this sort of fraud tension yes and i at this point i haven't and that's the thing, like i haven't actually apologized Oh, I haven't actually, <laughs> you know, realized what I, what my part in this pub and this issue has been. So we can sit and be all like, you know, kumbaya. But as we've seen, right, in like the real world, when we never actually speak on and put to light what is actually hurting us. It's just going to come out again and again and again in different ways as it as it's been coming out. <laughs> Speak for <You> know? <laughs> So when she finally, you know, tells her, I think I'm sorry. Yes. You know, that was I'm like, that is that is the building part. That is the hard part. That is the part where because because and I love and again, I didn't I say how much I love this movie because you know, joy <laughs> wasn't for it. And I'm like, yes, no. me apologizing does not, it's not an automatic, oh my gosh, yes, let's, let's forget. No, like I'm apologizing, that's on me, 
but nobody owes me forgiveness. Yes, nobody no, owes no one me owes me that understanding. I have to actually work on like it's it's not just words because yes, apologizing is like the right first step, but it's part of a series of steps. Yes, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Yeah, and so at that I point, love, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, as I was saying, like to finish, like I love that, like you know, she apologized in you know in her efforts, like start actually building that relationship with her daughter. And I also love that, like her daughter was like, no. <laughs> Yes. And, and that, that was another thing. Why? I was like, there you go again. That was the other point where we're like, oh, there's the end. It was the other part where was like, this is the end. This is the end. And then her daughter, she's like, you know, coming for a hug and let's figure this out. And her daughter's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, this isn't the end. But it was so real. It was so real and so raw. Yes. And that's when we get the moment where her mom is like, you know, she's like, just let me go. Just let me go. And she was going to let her go. And then she realized, no, because again, that's the easy way. Yes. And mm -hmm. so, no, screw this. We gained weight. I said some things. I believe in them. Like, like I'm real. But, and, and you don't get me and I don't get you, but I still want to do this thing. And I'm going to keep doing this thing. And like, it seemed like she was saying all the wrong things for a little bit and like waving and everybody's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, no. Let's stop the tiptoeing. Let's be honest and open about it. Because the fact is, I know I'm not perfect here or even right, but I'm still willing. And I don't, I won't let you go. I won't, I won't. I will just, and the, the crazy thing is one of the most emotional scenes for me is when they were both rocks <laughs> in the canyon with googly eyes. <sighs> Supposed to be the epitome of nothingness. There's no feeling, no this. And she starts chasing her daughter and her daughter oh. jumped off the cliff. Well, the that made me cry. How dare you cry about Jumps off the cliff, like, let me go. And then when she comes back, like, absolutely not. Screw this. If I want the something with you, but if you still choose nothing, I'm coming. And then she just puts her little rock off the cliff. <laughs> the most, it's rocks with googly eyes. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> Uh, we are laughing because if not, we will be crying here and that will okay. not be pleasant. <laughs> and we, at this point, we're like, we're consistently crying over some of these films we always decide to review. <laughs> it's becoming more and more common, but that's a good film for you. But the rocks off the cliff took me out of here. Took uh, me out of here. <sighs> yes. Uh, and, yes. And to that, to that, you know, part, another aspect again right because we've been very much focused and the film is very much focused on Evelyn and Joy's relationship yes but I loved again with like the googly eyes right that, like yes they Wayman still, is still here <laughs> yeah exactly they still kind of like tackled a little bit of Raymond and Evelyn's because again right it's like you know when she was like I need to like fight not obviously how I've been fighting because it hasn't been working mm. what about like you know using Raymond's way and it was like such a great little nod because again right and and relationships still now I'm like right <laughs> like right like they you you so get you so get caught up in a relationship from all the times and things and and just the time you're together everything kind of mutes a little bit everything gets muted 
all the reasons you initially wanted and loved each other and all this thing, want to do this thing called life. And then to see, and, and then you begin to separate that disconnect. And she was so caught up in believing that this is the way you have to give intensity and this is the way you have to do things to make it work and to make things better. This is the way. And it wasn't until she broke herself and realized maybe this isn't the way that she opened her mind to, or listening to Wayman talking about, you always criticize my way, but this is why I do it. This is the different, this is the different way you possibly need. And, and it was like her opening her eyes to, oh, all this time I had discounted your, your way of going about the world. I never even considered it. And now. And I will put this a little bit further. Please, right? please. Um, so many times, especially when, because like, like I said, like, I really saw myself in Evelyn. There's so many times when we seek a companion, right? We, we, I, I'll say, I'll put, I'll speak from like the I point of view. We go out and we seek somebody who is different than us, right? And that's what appealed us, right? Because like, oh my God, this person is like, I'm, you know, introverted or extroverted, right? They're I, bringing something to my life that my life you know, that, yeah. that, that is different, that is challenging. Yes, and but, for enticing, it's, it's not enticing. But then, what happens as we actually go and make like and make our life right and actually do the day to day stuff? We start disliking the very thing that attracted us in the first place speak friend <laughs> because and in i'm you know i'm not a therapist but i think it's because right on one hand right that thing right whatever it, it was like their goofiness their their aloofness whatever it is right was something that we hope to have ourselves to like use as an escape or to sort of make our thought like we with this particular trait, this particular viewpoint, I would be so much better. And here is this amazing person who is offering that to me to make my life, you know, better. But what happened, and I, and again, this is just me kind of con contextualizing stuff, is that a lot of times we only saw that person for that trait and we rarely ever sat down and saw the whole person you know and yes they are goofy but this is also their response to their own experience and like they're goofy not just when they're trying to make us feel better when we're sick but they're goofy mm. when like crisis happens they're right. goofy you know in all aspects of their life <laughs> and we just said it we like we're laughing to keep ourselves from crying it's, it's yeah. also a, a self-preservation a protection and so but, yeah we don't take so, that in so then what happens like you no know, we actively start disliking this person right based on 
who they are. And again, right, like I, as, as we said, like, it's really when you've been living with that person like for years and decades and, you know, all of that and you have like, your lives are so commingled as, you know, life partners tend to be, again, as you've been together for so long with kids and blah, 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 right? That becomes a point where all I can, all I can like see is the bad. It's Ooh. how, you know, they don't do this. They forgot that. They, again, like, right, they, they're they just so goofy all the time. They're not serious. They, you know, it's all me and, you know, all of those things. And I loved that they show us, you know, that little um, slice of their multiverse when they don't have kids and they're both, you know, uh, highly decorated film actors, right? And right. they still have this conversation like, you know, would we still be together? Right. Like here's, we have everything technically, right? I'm this much more serious man Mm -hmm. that you, you know want mm -hmm. and successful yet we're still unhappy mm. we're deeply unhappy and it's because right it doesn't matter what that particular trait is right. that we um like leech on and and i kind of i'm gonna bring it all back all you know circle back is as an immigrant and as a a woman specifically who um you know, was raised in a culture, you know, like Evelyn, where you you just show complete deference to your elders, specifically to your parents, you know? And what do we do? It's that we rebel, but like we still rebel in a very controlled way. And the one way that we can rebel is by choosing our partner. And we choose partners that were like completely different then our father or our mother, whoever is like a primary caretaker. And then, right, we, realize, right. and then we realize like this, <laughs> this person can never ever fix what is broken in our parental relationship. They cannot. Yes. <laughs> and so it, the way to heal ourselves is to literally heal ourselves. We cannot look outward. It has to come from us. And we have to allow others to be themselves. And sometimes, does it mean like divorcing? Yes. Hopefully, right? Evelyn and Raymond, I have high hopes that they do that. But sometimes you have to like come to the realization that like, hey, right? Like what might have served me at this time in my life no longer serve me now. And it's right. okay to like let go instead of just being in constant misery. I hope that made sense with all the little aspects that I've like thrown together. Yes, that made sense. Come on, therapy. I feel like this film did have a lot of therapeutic moments because it hit on so many different aspects of our relationship and, and life and the dynamics of life that we all encounter in one way or another. So yes, I, I think you definitely did that. 
That was yes. <laughs> All right. So lastly, mm -hmm. what was the impact and how did it make you feel? The impact of the film to me was was this um notion of of being so stuck in your ways and thinking thinking you you know what you want you got it all together I guess um and then having <clears throat> life and different revelations coming at you to show you just how malleable you can be you should be how open you could be, you should be, how you can be so stuck in this idea of wanting or trying to find that fulfillment. And yes, like you said, how the impact to me was how, at least in terms of this film, you can have the entire multiverse, which is beyond self, beyond relationships, beyond the earth, beyond the universe as it is. You're gonna have the entire multiverse of options presented at your feet. But you do have to ultimately figure out the stuff inside to, to find any real type of fulfillment. And I feel like we as humans are so much constantly looking outward for that fulfillment, for that missing piece, for that piece, P-E-A-C-E. Mm. And this showed you that even with all of the options and all of the possibilities, at the end of the day, you have to just not even a freaking mirror, just close your eyes and figure it out from inside out and recognize those around you. Open your, also op also just be aware of the people around you who you are, you are affecting every day when you don't look in. And that could be your kids, that could be your partner, your friendships. But first look in, find that peace and then make sure you not only find it within yourself, but apply it to those, you know, apply, you don't, you can't fix anyone or everyone, but apply that piece to all those you love and want to interact with. Cause you also don't want to do the opposite and have the, the, the unknowing and the nothingness seep into those who you love the most. So do it for yourself, but also recognize that what you do for yourself impacts everyone else. So if you're sitting there and, and you're going through it, definitely work on you because your kids see that and they feel off that and they feed off of that and your partner might be suffocating around that or what have you. And, and when you see that within yourself, then you'll know how to move forward, whether that's divorce, whether that's reconciliation, um, all of those things, but first it's got to start within. And it seems so poppycock when you're like a kid and they're all like, oh, listen to your heart and all that kind of stuff. But like, as you get older, you're like, dang, <laughs> they might've had something there. Um, 
because you see the people who assumingly have everything you think you want and they're still searching mm. so yeah that was the impact um it made me feel seen because I also very much related to Evelyn in regards to her relationship with her husband I regard I re I and I also felt like joy in regards to my mother um and so it was beautiful to be seen in two dynamics of being you know a wife and a and a, um, a daughter and that was really I didn't know I needed that so yeah that was how the impact and what it made me feel what about you friend um I mean the impact for me definitely resonates with what you just said I think I spoke a little bit about the particular immigrant daughter aspect of it that really really spoke to me being myself a parent but more so um I think it also for me, at sort of like really like a cinema cinematography uh aspect, it it really uh redeemed my fate a little bit and the stories that are being made nowadays. Uh because mm, this mm -hmm. movie, right? The 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 the, the screenplay is genre defying. Like it, it cannot be stuck in one particular, uh, you know, category for me. Right, right. And and it the fact that you know, it spoke specifically to the Chinese American experience, but mm -hmm. it is also universal. Yeah, it transcended. Right? It, it transcended. It, it, it crossed transcended. over. Yeah, and. I hope for me that the success of this, mm. we can, by we, I mean like the powers, you know, at, you know, that be at Hollywood and the other major movie making uh, industries see that, you know, it, we we yearn for things like that. Mm-hmm. For out of the box. Throw it all at us. <laughs> that having non-white people and in a world where non-white people are the global majority. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um is actually like a, appealing to us is mm -hmm. you can do it well. Yes. It doesn't have to be trauma porn. Yes. It can be triumphant and beautiful and colorful and, and relatable and silly because we contain multitudes. We, yes. we all contain multitudes. And so that's the impact for me. It's mm -hmm. like it's it it's been a while where a movie that you know that is not 
put in a sci-fi or fantasy. Right. In a way, but yes, there's still some fantasy aspect to this, right? Obviously. Right. But the core story here is really about ordinary people doing ordinary things. Yeah. And yeah. we 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 want to see that. We want to see us. We want to see, you know, we want to see all the multitude that we contain. Mm-hmm. When it's done well. Right. When it's done well. That's a big part too. Yeah. Cause it could have it could have gone places, cause especially because it's so ranging. Like I've said, with so many genres in this one film. But they did it so well. There was some audacity stuff in there comedy wise that was like Yeah. Whoa, the, that's with, so weird. But I'm with, with the it. guy who has to like, you know <laughs> to activate Yeah, to, to activate, activate himself. Power. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about when uh Joy was smacking up police officers and killing them with dildos. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. When they had to activate their power or their things to access their multiverse person, yeah, they yeah. had to do these crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was great. I don't know why. It was just great. It was just so so outlandish. But it all still stayed within the point and the theme. It was interesting. It was it was so just great so yes. yeah yeah oh my okay. dear friend what was your popcorn moment oh that's so hard that's so hard oh oh man i feel like i mentioned all of them <laughs> the descriptions as we went along the rocks falling off the cliff most definitely um Ra- ra- uh, raccoon a tootie raccoon <laughs> <rack-a-tootie>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, obviously Wayman expressing his love to the actor celebrity wonderful um Evelyn at that point okay but let me see I gotta pick one let me see pick one pick one pick one whoa that's hard okay I would say we talked about all the things. Let's talk about a bit of the silliness. When, when I would say the rock scene again, but not the emotional aspect, the rock scene where they were both just on the cliff and no one was talking and it was just the subtitles mm. and they were cursing in the subtitle. It was just like, yeah, not nothing, nothing's here. Nothing, yeah, no, just quiet. This, that, <laughs> third, fuck. Like it was like, oh, no. Okay. Okay. All right. I changed it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm done after this, bro. It was this one scene where um, Evelyn is screaming through all of her different. I I forgot all about Jamie Lee's part in there with the hot dog fingers. But anyway, where Evelyn was screaming through all different aspects of her multiverse selves, um, like ah, and I think it was even in the preview the ah, yeah. screaming thing. And at one point, throughout that whole screaming where we got to see all these different parts of yeah. her, the Wayman was holding, the, the active Wayman, um, who ends up dying for the mission, was holding her urn because that was her in that world because mm-hmm. she had passed. And throughout all these visions of her screaming, at one point you see the urn screaming. The urn actually opened its top. It was like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
<laughs> so many times that I'm like, I'm always looking for that urn. <laughs> Just <laughs> what? Audacity, the outlandishness of this. <laughs> so yeah, I'll stick with that. I will stick with the levity of those moments like that where it was just like this is so deep but you guys keep bringing me out in such a great way and I feel like it's balance <laughs> it's my popcorn moment the screaming urn <laughs> okay 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 yeah good stuff so with that what is your rating. popcorn rating my popcorn rating is extra large, buttery, good salty, not too salty, just right salty popcorn Fresh off size. the machine. Yes, yes, yes. That's my that's my rating. The extra large, delicious. What about you? Oh, I I mean, was there ever a doubt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I also just cannot, you know, recommend this movie enough. It is Seriously. amazing. I think that we might be getting another, right? That's part of that universe. Oh, or really? Or, or is it just uh, joyful thinking? That would be awesome. I'll be down for it. I'll be down for doing something like this with all the POCs in the world. <laughs> It was just so good. Oh, so good. And it's really like no other. It's really like no other. <laughs> and as we mentioned in the beginning, Jamie Lee Curtis was definitely the breadcrumbs that led many if uh, many people to this film. But that's all you needed was just the breadcrumbs. You know, once you got into the film, I love you, Jamie. But yeah, she was no more. It was just all Michelle, all um, Kihui. Quan, yes. all of it. It was and 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 definitely Miss Shu, Stephanie Shu. They dominated this film in all the best of ways, um, and it was it was extraordinary. So I thank Jamie Lee Curtis for first introducing me to it, but I ultimately thank the creators and these main actors for just opening my third eye, um, if you will, my bagel eye, um, to the possibilities of filmmaking and how you can throw so much but the kitchen sink and it actually work works so well so yeah excellent film i will watch it again it is on i'm buying it i need it on my shelves good stuff <laughs> all, all right. right well with that let's close on out see you on the in the credits Yes. Oh, wait. Remember to follow us, support us, review us on all your um, podcast platforms, listening platforms. We are a part of the We Need to Talk Club channel. So if you go on Spotify and just look under We Need to Talk Club, all our different podcasts are listed there. All of the different episodes are there. You can go on our website, we need to talk.club to see our beautiful faces and match the voice with the face or to just see all the other podcasts, again, that we listed that we actually do. So remember to check us out. And yes, as Esther said, we will see you in the credits. Bye. Bye.